Tonight on the Michelle Mission, Vincent and I are joined by comedian Daryl Charles and Dr. Tim Marie of the DTF Fun Hour for our review of Twa, easily one of the most requested movies for us to review on the mission. We also play Six Degrees of Dervell Martin as Vincent finds his way to Kenya Moore, one of the stars of Twa, as well as Simon Pegg of Shaun of the Dead fame. And we talk about a whole bunch of other stuff, including the Earn It Act. Trust me, you want to know all about that so you can get on the phones with your senator. All that and more tonight on The Michelle Mission. And just as a piece of information, Vincent could not join us in studio, but he is here virtually for your enjoyment. Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast. Every black film ever made, my name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be reviewing maybe the most requested film <laughs> in Michelle Mission history. From the year 2000, directed by that auteur, Rob Hardy. It is... It is uh, Twa, starring Gretchen Palmer, uh, Kenya Moore, and mm-hmm. Gary Dordan, I believe is the gentleman. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, always going to be Shaza from Different World to me, but I, I guess we'll call him his legal name. Well, for tonight. Um, right. But joining us, because so epic is this film that you have requested, missionaries, joining us in our review of this uh classic classic <laughs> absolutely we have the host of the single funniest and funnest sex show on the planet and dare i say the best sex show on the planet it's a fact the dtf fun hour we have the D, which is the comedian Daryl Charles, returning for a third visit on the mission. And he has brought his partner, Dr. Tim Murray. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Hey. <laughs> Daryl, this is your trois time here. This oh. is my trois time here. And I'm- <laughs> Yes, I feel like I was the one who suggested Twa once <laughs> as an off-color remark. Yes, and yeah, um, yeah the long con is finally it has paid off. We are re- reviewing. Tw- I did not remember anything about this movie except the title, and boy, <sighs> see, yeah, I worked at Blockbuster back in the day, and I walked past this film a lot but did not actually get to experience it until very recently and i am so grateful to (laughs) y'all that i finally did because now i know it exists and i'm going Mm -hmm. to watch it all the time oh yes and i'm going to force other people to watch it (laughs) it's a party movie Oh, it is. By the end, by the end, it does become the finest film ever made in the history (laughs) of, of of the world it really does you know, not to jump ahead, <laughs> but I admired the craft of what I call maggot lunch so much. Oh my God. 
Oh my God. But then the woman in the background started to projectile vomit. And I said, this right here, th this is art. That's exactly I mean, this is actually art. Exactly what we said. I was just like, this is the whole movie existed for this scene and they blew their entire special effects budget on this. Yes, they did. Moment. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Oh. You've heard it before, ladies and gentlemen, but this time it is very true. This one has it all. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It does indeed. Um, Robert Monroe Jr. said, I checked an episode of the DTF Fun Hour last weekend and it was fantastic. And I have to agree that it is a a great show. I've actually gotten into text chains with Daryl. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, much appreciated. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We enjoy it. Uh, it was a live show uh, at, that Lynn has been on uh, um, until, you know, your little president took society away. And then after that, we made it a podcast and it became a very nice thing when you're stuck in the house to hang out with your friend for an hour a week. So we've continued it's going to be uh, nine years in May that we've been doing the show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The only relationship I've had that's longer is like I had a cat that lived for like 17 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Mm -hmm. So what was the origin of the DTF Fun Hour? Daryl, you're a comedian, but mm -hmm. Tim Marie, you are a noted I don't know what is the proper term for your PhD. Uh, my PhD is in human sexuality education. So I am a sexuality educator. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we were both on a fundraiser show called The Pornologues that was just mostly comedy about porn. And uh, they asked me to be on it because like that's within my wheelhouse and I was around the comedy scene a lot. Um, and so in lieu of doing stand-up, because I'm not a stand-up, I brought a PowerPoint that I had presented at an academic conference about, like, <laughs> obscure internet sex subcultures. Wow. And it was, like, nice. it was, you know, I, delightful. And when you present it in an academic context, context, it's just like, well, that's fun. But in in a comedy context where we can actually just, like, you know, it was great. <laughs> it was great. Uh, and then there's a lot of pictures in the PowerPoint and, it, you know, they're obscure, like intentionally I found obscure stuff um, thanks to the Internet. A lot of this stuff is more you know prevalent now and people know about it. But right. Daryl up, came up to me and we were talking afterwards and he was like, that was pretty good. I didn't know about one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are a freak. We are going to be friends. Yeah, like, that was how we met. I was just like, that's a really good. I think it was it was centaurs. <laughs> Boy Tires. Boy Tires. Yeah, yeah, that was the one I was just like, you know, obviously it was a rule 34 of the internet. Like, if somebody likes a thing, there's porn about it. But, That's like, very true. Sure. Yeah, sure. It just, I guess I had never come across Centaur stuff. And mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, oh well, look at that. I learned something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And the fun thing about like the Centaurs is because it was a part of the this thing where it's like, segments and then there's people that are like um using like basically computer stuff to make people look like they're siamese twins when they're not actually really? or conjoined twins i i'm sorry like the um the idea of people being like connected together mm -hmm. and then so you get the boy tars which is like the boy tars wow. yeah because uh usually people have a preference and then so it's like uh guy from like waist up and then it's like a horse but then from since the waist down yeah uh <laughs> because all of this isn't real anyway he might as well have 
another horse butt, right? Like he could have he could have a horse butt and then another, you know, like kind of human centipede, except for say, it's yeah. one being that's mm. got like multiple horse butts. Um, because wow. if you're making all of this <laughs> yeah. on a computer, you could make it be exactly what you want it to be, you know. It, it, very true. That's... Sometimes uh, two butts isn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> Which is brings us back to the topic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. When someone says I like big butts and I cannot lie, they really do mean several butts. Yeah. Yeah. There's an S on that butts for a reason. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, very true. Very true. Now, so you got your PhD in human sexuality, uh-huh. but what about turning this into a show? interested you daryl as primarily a stand-up comedian even though you do have some sketch background yeah i I mean stand-up sketch improv whatever but like i've always been interested in sex uh since Mm. having it um (laughs) (laughs) where aren't we all you know uh but no but i yeah i went above and beyond like uh you know in my interests and such and uh there was a a contest at a theater that was like put on a new show and they did like a March Madness kind of bracket. Mm-hmm. And we, Tim Marie actually mm-hmm. was like, hey, do you want to do a show together? And so we figured out what the format was going to be. It changed a lot right. since then. But um, we ended up winning that contest. Mm-hmm. And that gave our show ended up being a part of the theater mm-hmm. the first two, three years of it. Right. And, uh, yeah, we were off and running. I guess I never really thought about like, oh, I, I want to have a show. But mm-hmm. it was definitely like it was going to be fun to do, and it was going to let me research sex in a um, productive fashion, as opposed to all of my independent research. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were doing field work. Yes, I was. Do- I was working for a goal, not yeah. So I can go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, let me ask the two of you. In putting this show together, how did you come up with the the format of it? Because it's fun, but it is very true true to your your mission, very educational. Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember like the mechanics of how we figured out the format, but we wanted it to be not just like ha ha tt like titties. We wanted it to be like you know, <laughs> if you want it to be sustainable, uh, it has to have some sort of point. And it's also, I think. Um, for me personally, I went into sexuality education as a form of like activism because I think it's a part of uh, social justice to be able to talk about bodily autonomy and and sexuality butts up against every other topic like uh, the law and history and religion and art and everything. And so the two of us are are very much about talking about, you know, that, well, the spoiler alert. In every single DTF, you know, <laughs> capitalism was the villain all along. Oh, yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, I learned that. <laughs> it's just like Agatha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and it is, I, I, I think we both are, are completely in agreement on that, that like, you know, sexual liberation, sexual identity is really like at the forefront of um, a lot of the rules and uh that people are talking about changing and and actively um you know participating in when it comes to you know yeah the uh, prison industrial complex or racism or whatever like usually sex is right there so Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. that's why the podcast is so fun because while we are every article we bring up has something to do with sex or gender it 
it, it touches so many other realms of our life. And then you find out that um, capitalism is really uh, behind a lot of the ills in society. Uh, True. Not to say that, you know, socialism will be better, just that uh, it's... Uh... Now we're back to minibots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. We've got a right. request from Farrell Blackwell, who's a longtime listener of the Michelle Mission here, uh, in the chat to please ask Dr. Tim Marie to uh, test want the missionaries to test Dr. Tim Marie on the niche categories. Give a few examples. Yes. Um, okay, so that is a presentation I, you know, don't think I've given in like nine years. And I think that again, like I said, because of uh the way that the internet has evolved since then, these will be less obscure than they were at the time. Um, but some some that I remember right of hand are lunars. So that's folks who like balloons and they tend to very strongly have a preference between either they want the balloon to be popped or that would be very, very not desired. So they're a non-popper. Uh, that was one group. What? Is, wait a minute. So they like balloons. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I like balloons, but I... No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing something completely different than I'm doing with the balloons that I'm just walking and handing so, to my daughter. So here's here's what I would say is think about uh, sensation, um, sensuality, and the things that you like to touch. Like mm. what are the... Um, what are the like maybe a fabric that you or like textures. to touch? Yeah, mm -hmm. kind of. Uh, yeah, what kind of sensation do you want to have under um, your fingertips? What is and, this velvet? <laughs> and it, like some people hate velvet, right? And then some people really like leather or mm -hmm. latex or whatever. Mm -hmm. And balloons have a very specific not only texture but like there's this uh, danger element to it because they can pop. So you can. Okay. So this would be a balloon that has been inflated. Generally, okay, yeah, okay. generally. So maybe a scene that you would like to watch is someone that you find attractive playing with the balloon, maybe like putting it on Got places you. that you like Got to look you. at. And maybe that person pops the balloon, like using their thighs or something like that. Or maybe they threaten to, but they don't because there's that, it's sort of like, it's got that like edging component to it mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. control of what the explosion is. Uh, in addition to like that, that tension because it's, Poppable is is my interpretation from what I've gathered. Got you. Yeah. Okay. That's not like necessarily speaking for myself. Um, but like that is just, I mean, first of all, anything, anything can be eroticized, like anything at all. And so when you just find like why are you looking at my Batman statue when you say that? <laughs> well <laughs> that's that's kind of an easy one, Lynn. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could I could talk about that for a while but <laughs> please don't continue down the, the, the give us at least two more like okay. niche um, categories a couple more other random ones um there's a lot of intersections between them too because they tend to there's like a venn diagram where they tend to overlap but there's a lot of overlap between crushing and giantess stuff mm. so you mm. might either use camera angles or literally just like computer graphics to design right. someone that you would find attractive that is like 10 feet tall or 50 feet tall or whatever and then un unrelated for some people or directly related for other people is the idea of crushing which is like watching as a foot maybe a high heel crushes the thing and uh, okay okay you know in some situations it's something silly like a stuffed animal or a tube of toothpaste or it might be a person's parts 
or it could oh. it Ooh. could go a little bit like more more upsetting than that but <laughs> like <laughs> you know it, it these things vary there's not like everybody's thing is that person's thing you Got know you. no Got you. no right. things are right. exactly the same so that would be another example um one of my favorites is the car stuck girls Car stuck. Oh, yeah. Car stuck. Car stuck girls. And the whole premise is that car breaks down or maybe gets stuck in the mud or in the snow. And it's just a video or a series of photos of her being stuck. And then she's just like sitting there and just like maybe she's trying to press the pedal. So maybe there's some overlap with like foot fetish. Maybe not. Um, But she's sort of just like damsel in distress. Mm. And like some some of the car stuck videos i've seen there's no nudity no sexual contact whatsoever it's, it's just, just about right moment it's she's, just, she's just stuck yeah it's the perilous situation i think um and i find that one truly like almost wholesome but also <laughs> terrifying like yeah. <laughs> right 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 i would you yeah know, depending on like you know the scene yeah. where you're at and stuff yeah. Like that. yeah it's somewhere between absolutely terrifying and like oh isn't this cute because yeah because it's like what is the motives of the person who's aroused what what is arousing them right, right. but right i don't want to like interrogate that ever when it comes to a fantasy because yeah. like <laughs> fantasy exists outside of reality not everything that you get turned on by is something that you want to have happen in real life you know mm-hmm. so like i don't want to interrogate that too hard because like if it if it does it for you that makes me happy as long as what you do in real life is kind to people right right right, right. wants to be there yeah have at it there you go right that's pretty cool. I find vor to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Vor, vor, v o r. That's being eaten, uh, or eating, or eating people. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wait a minute. So it's you, either you being eaten or you eating someone. Yeah, and that's okay. the, the the kink. Um, there's hard and soft vor. I and the man that is just infinitely interesting to me. Soft vor is. You know, you get eaten and you're like, oh, no, I'm trapped in the mouth and I'm falling down the esophagus and now I'm in the stomach, you know. Uh, but the uh, hard war is like the actual, um, you know, destruction and eating. Right. The mastication. And the, yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> An example like in popular culture that Vore fans uh, might appreciate is like the scene in Jurassic Park where the uh, lawyer gets eaten by mm-hmm. a right. T-Rex. That might be yeah. something that people enjoy. Mm-hmm. George Cremona wants to know when you're experiencing war. Is that with jelly or jam? That's <laughs> the, the, that's the level of. I mean, yes, yes. I feel like you're it fancy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think anybody. I mean, <laughs> obviously, it would be jam because jelly don't shake like that. <laughs> He's here all night, ladies and gentlemen. Vincent- I, I, I look. I'm look. I'm here for the color commentary and. Spoiler, snake in a car. Yo. I know. I said the same thing. I, Which is not a euphemism, by the way. <laughs> I made this joke. All right. We're going to get to our review of Twa. This is what Raval showed up for. But um, I would be remiss if we did not start things off with uh, the game show that is sweeping the nation, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. Yep. Yes. It's my favorite game show. And, and I have to say before you start, I love Len being upset <laughs> and Vincent winning. It is the best. Please continue. We are going to play Six Degrees of Dervell Martin, ladies and gentlemen. This is All where right. Vincent and Timberry and Daryl are more than welcome to join. No, Daryl just wants to take oh, it all in. I, I 
yeah, uh, I bow to the expert. <laughs> I, I don't have that kind of knowledge. Uh, much like the the movie game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, this is where Vincent tries in six movies or less to get from seventies uh, black action star Dervell Martin um, to a an actor that I have put before him. Ooh, yes, now, yes. Today at today, because of special requests from the missionaries, I do okay. have a an actor who appears in this film. Really? Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be real easy for you. But I have a hard one afterwards, Vincent. Okay, well, well, who's the easy one? Well, the easy one is, Vincent, in six movies or less, get from Dervell Martin to... Oh, I hit the wrong button. To Kenya Moore. How is this easy? Oh, 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 I'm glad you don't think so. I know exactly how it is easy, but I'm far be it from me. I don't even know what I don't even know what Kenya Moore is in. Well, we know one Kenya Moore made Kenya Moore made more movies besides this. I thought she went right to reality television. She is reality. She's in the uh, Real Housewives of oh. something. Of, of something. <laughs> Real Housewives. Oh. She was in another movie. Vincent, can you get from it's six movies or less Dude. from Dirk to Kenya? How Moore? is Kenya Moore an actress? <laughs> <laughs> we'll argue that point later on in our review of Twa. But until then, wow, I didn't think this was going to be the one that stumps you, Vince. What would uh, Yeah, you got to tell me what she was in. Is this, well, she was in Twa. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, she was. Vincent, to be honest, brother, Twa is really all you need. And it may be all. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I can use Twa? Yes, of course. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, in that case, all right. Let's see. How quickly can I get to her? I mean, look, Dervo Martin is in Five on the Black Hand Side with Dick Anthony Williams. Dick Anthony Williams is in, of course, Mo Better Blues mm-hmm. with. How do I want to get to Thomas Jefferson Bird? Because you know, you know, the problem is it's actually so many Spike Lee movies jumping at me at one time. Yes, I know. I know. They're all just fighting for, for space within your right, fighting for how do I get to them? Mm-hmm. But you have to choose a path, my friend. Okay. Let me choose a path. You know what? I'll choose a fun path. How's this, Lynn? <laughs> Derville Martin is in is in Dolomite with Rudy Ray Moore. He is, yes. Rudy Ray Moore is in The Monkey Hustle. Last I checked, yes, you're with Robert Townsend. Mm-hmm. Robert Townsend is 
in Hollywood Shuffle. Yes. With um Keenan Ivory Wayans. Yes. Keenan Ivory Wayans mm-hmm. is in I'm gonna get you sucker. Yes, he is. He's the star. with Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans is in Bamboozled with Thomas Jefferson Bird, who is in this, <laughs> who is in Twa with Kenya Moore. Very good, Vincent. And I know I could have got to him much quicker because, like, Bernie Casey is, is, um, is in I'm Going to Get You Sucker, too. And Bernie Casey and Dervo Martin are in Hitman together. I just want to take the long way home. Well, you did take the long way home, Vincent. Okay. You were stumped for the first five minutes, but that's fine. You got because well, I didn't know I could use this. Like oftentimes, when you use somebody in the movie that we're reviewing, you say I can't use the movie we're reviewing. I don't remember call saying. This. Yes, that's yes, fine. you have. Okay, if you say so, Vincent. But there you go. All right, there you go. Very good. Very good. Now, can you more? Here's the now, hard. The hard here's the even harder one. Harder one. In six movies or less, get from Dervell Martin to Simon Pegg. Do you know who Simon Pegg is, Vincent? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Simon Pegg. Yes. See, the problem with Simon Pegg is now I got to get to England. No, you don't. Can I I help at all? You can. I mean, it might be helpful to say that, that he's in Star Trek. And he's oh, in Mission Impossible. He yes. sure is. Yeah. He's oh yeah. Well, he's new Scotty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, Durville Martin is in. Uh, look, look, Durville Martin. You're looking. <laughs> Durville Martin is in Five on the Black Hand Side with um Dick Anthony Williams. Dick Anthony Williams is in Mo Better Blues. With um, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson is in one of the Marvel money printing machine movies mm-hmm. with uh, Zoe Saldana, who's in New Star Trek with Simon Pegg. Oh wait, no. Just to be fair, choose a Marvel movie. <laughs> in game part two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In game part two, colon, kitchen sink. <laughs> like everybody's in that. Very yeah, good. I think it's like I don't think yeah. I don't think Nick Fury shows up in any Guardians. That's why that's why I wanted him to choose yeah. No, no, no. Nick Fury's at the funeral at the end, and Zoe Saldana is running around. No, very good. Yeah, but if we're in the earlier part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. There's no fury in there, I don't think. No. No, no, no. Yeah. Which is why I wanted him to make that. Sure. Right, right. They're just all in. Everybody's in Endgame. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Just... I mean, I think we are. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was about to yeah. say. We're all in that funeral scene, too. <laughs> yes, George Carmona. Again, Star Trek saves the day. Mm-hmm. He, he, Always. He got there uh, uh, by way of Star Trek. And speaking of Star Trek... Robert Monroe Jr. says, Discovery oh, is wrapped. Boy. Is it time for a Spock adjacent? Well, not tonight. So, <laughs> sorry, Robert. Sorry to burst your bubble. There won't be a Spock adjacent, but uh, I, I'm i not caught up on on um, Discovery. I'm almost there. Almost there. You're not a, are you not a big Star Trek fan, are you guys? I, uh, I am. Uh, uh, definitely 
I mean, I've seen a lot of Star Wars, but I watched um, The Next Generation. Like, that was my big Star Trek time. Um, and I recently, like, within the past two years. Oops, uh, sorry. Oh, Bad podcasting. Sam likely <laughs> foiling us once again. I know. Um, I watched all, yeah, in the past years, I watched all of The Next Generation again, uh, just for the fun and nostalgia of it. But uh, Discovery, I, I do like. I've seen the first two seasons, um, and I'm still stuck in season three for some reason. I just don't have the, the up and atom to sit down and. I dig it. Devote the hours, but but I I really do like your show. No, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Lower Deck is hilarious. I've seen a couple of episodes of that, and I, I it comes from high recommendations that I, I need to continue to watch that. Yeah. Where are you on the Star Trek sphere, Timory? Uh, it's not necessarily a fandom that I super follow. I saw the more recent movies, mm-hmm. um, but it's not necessarily a thing that I that I know a super amount about. I'm more of a, a horror movie nerd. Oh, that's cool. That's my thing. Thank you. Yeah. You've just, you know, you could, go ahead, Vincent. You you could probably write an entire paper in your field on the Mirror Mirror Universe with Michelle Nichols portraying Mirror Universe, you're her in the midriff with the knife. That sounded like words that uh, other people would understand. <laughs> I mean, I know who Michelle Nichols is. That's far I got. <laughs> and then I was like, I bet someone could. These are definitely these are definitely facts. And thank you for satisfying our prerequisite of a couple of minutes of Star Trek for our Star Trek fans. Yeah. So there you go. Do we want to bring up something that everybody knows about or something that we know about? Or like what you thinking about? The Earn It Act, which is currently headed into the Senate, I'm very nervous about, and most people haven't heard of, even though it's gonna neuter the whole internet. Let's bring that up because I heard you speak about that on the DTF fun mm-hmm. hour. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. A lot of people don't know about that. I don't know necessarily whether or not the show itself is a platform for that, but it's worth bringing up for the people and, that are watching. And now. also, uh, Timory wrote an article in Philly Weekly. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About the Earn It Act. Where we are compatriots. We mm-hmm. both write for the Philadelphia Weekly. Mm-hmm. So tell mm-hmm. them, uh, what is the Earn It Act? So like most things that purport to be about saving children it's not um it will actually hurt children and it will censor the internet for adults and the uh if folks are familiar with fosta sesta those were laws that were passed in 2018 uh that if you've noticed the internet got really neutered and Mm -hmm. a a lot less sexuality on there uh it's because of fosta sesta and it's comparable because it's like we're out here to to save people, but the reality is is it's going to censor the internet and what we can all do. It's going to make life more difficult for people who are in sexy industries, whether it's you're a sex educator or you are a stripper or you are a burlesque performer or a model or whatever. Um, the Earn It Act is specifically trying to target child sexual abuse materials, right? Um, but the thing is, that's already illegal, and so they can't make that double illegal. And right now, most of the websites that, you know, where it's hosted, like, for instance, one of the biggest places where child sexual abuse materials are found is actually on Facebook because that's just that. a big website. Yeah. And they currently already report it mm-hmm. to authorities um, because most people don't like it. Most people want it to go away. Right. right? right, right. So they're and, already and, reporting and, it. And if I remember your, your when you talked about it on your show, 
they report it because it's in their interest to report yeah. it right now. Right? Yeah, because right now it's like get 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 rid of this garbage. Uh, we we want this away. Um, even though a lot of these reports aren't even necessarily followed up on. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Communications Decency Act, um, Section two thirty currently makes it so that websites aren't held responsible for the content that's on there. So they're allowed to moderate the content, but mm-hmm. they aren't legally liable if someone puts something on there like child sexual abuse materials. Right. And so there's a motivation to report that stuff. If, however, that that protection is removed from Section 230 and they are legally liable for it, their motivation to report it goes down mm. because now they could be liable for anything that they didn't catch or right. anything like right. that. And so what will happen is they'll just censor anything that's remotely sexy, even if it's completely um, a, a, like just adults, even if it's just, you know, somebody in a in a swimsuit and they just want to they, know, don't, they don't want to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. it could be right, right. cancer. It could be about, you know, like any anything that just sets off an algorithm. It's it. We're all going to get deplatformed for it. Um, and because of the uh, other back end side of it which is that the government has to have access to everything. Mm-hmm. All of your messages will be accessible to the government. And in many ways they already are, but every site will have to end end to end encryption. Like if you're using a site that currently uses end to end encryption, like signal um, and signal is pushing against this bill significantly for this reason. But like, if you're currently using something to send your messages that uses end to end encryption, that would no longer be possible. Wow. All of your stuff will be available. So for many reasons, it's really bad. And but because it's prefaced as we're trying to get child sexual abuse materials off the Internet, right. everyone's like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Right. Of right, right. Course. Who's that? Yeah. yeah. I'm not a monster. And so it passed so easily through uh, the Judiciary Committee mm-hmm. and then it'll head to the to the Senate and FOSTA SESTA um, previously passed 98 to 2. So there's no reason that it wouldn't happen again. You know, wow. um, because people don't want to be the one that votes against the thing that's for protecting kids. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. It's a bad so vote. I just want people to know that that's a thing that's happening so that you can you only have two senators to call. So call both of them and tell them, no, <laughs> we don't support it. Yeah. 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 But that's that's OK. You know, All right. we're going to move this to the main part of the show. Oh, OK. Thank we'll you. Edit this out. All right. The main part of the show. Yeah. Uh, so people follow up with your senators because it's not too late. To it's tr- not too late uh, as of as of this recording. So tell your senators you are opposed to the Earn It Act. Like, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for that. Yeah. What, go, go ahead. Repeat no, that. I was like yelling at him about false assessment, too. I mean, it's already been passed. But that that was using the uh, Trojan horse of uh, human trafficking mm-hmm. to um, make websites liable for the things that were posted and it led to a lot of similar um, censorship. Yeah. And it made it harder for the police to find people who are doing that. Right. Right. Like not only is it disingenuous in what it's doing, but it actually makes it harder for the people who are supposed to be getting rid of this stuff. But, you know, um, there's a, Two very rich white men who are funding a lot of these things. Mm. One of them's dead, thank God. But uh, oh, <laughs> uh, 
you know, whatever. Did you have a hand in that? No. no. <laughs> I was about to say. No, no, no. Not that y'all need to know about. <laughs> right, right, right. She <laughs> said, I just got to Google it. So, my alarm went off. It said, it's done. You said, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, let's get into our review. Mm. Mm. All right. Mm. Of toi. Mm. Mm. Of toi. Man. <laughs> Shaza has a three-way. <laughs> we'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. I know the married life has you getting it all the time. What I really want is a menage a trois. I told you the last 49 times. I'm not with that, okay? Don't you want to be sexually free? I know I do. If it were me, I would do whatever it took to make my man happy. I know, Tammy, but, I mean, that's out there. I mean, if you really serious, oh, I know the perfect girl. I said I'll do it. Promise me one thing, that this is about us and not about you and some other woman. Jermaine, this is Jade. How do you even know this woman? If you're going to do this, it's going to cost you. My wife can't know that I paid you. I know you're nervous. You show that much? Then everything goes wild. Now, relax, boo. You're going to get your money's worth. Trust me. So, uh... She gay? It's all yeah. You said she got down with Jade and they were all into it, so is she gay? I shouldn't even be asking you this, but it's, it's Jasmine over there. And what if she is? Nothing happened last night, did it? Wait a minute. You paid her? And so who's really running thing? <laughs> What's this about? This is a restraining order. And you had the entire weekend. I know. You're a little freak. You're good meeting you, lady. Oh, you're bad. What's wrong now? <laughs> can we make it like it used to be? It can never be the way it used to be. So you think she might want to do it again? Twa, according to Wikipedia. It's a 2000 erotic thriller directed by Rob Hardy, produced by William Packer. Hmm, there's a name. Starring Gary Dordan, Dordan, excuse me, Kenya Moore, and Gretchen Palmer. Film was uh, given a, a limited theatrical release and was one of the year's highest grossing African American films. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of the top 50 highest grossing independent films. Of the year 2000. Just to let you know, this film was made on a $250,000 budget, gross $1.3 million. Yeah. The synopsis Jermaine Dordan is a young attorney who is newly married and has recently moved to Atlanta with his lovely and supportive wife, Jasmine, played by Kenya Moore. While becoming settled into the new city and job, Jerome becomes bored with his seemingly mundane lifestyle. So he asked his wife to engage in a menage a trois with another woman in order to generate more excitement within their relationship. And she reluctantly agrees. And after that, we're off and running. 
you know the connection between um Michelle and toi Oscar Michelle yeah the the our namesake yeah and toi yeah right in the film toi? yeah do you guys already know the, the film toi or a menage toi no the film this was the thing I, say. I didn't know if you guys already knew I don't know I do not know this okay so uh Will Packer and Rob Hardy won a golden orange award for this film because mm-hmm. of the way that they circumvented the like traditional Hollywood distribution. Right. Um, okay. And because of the way that they did that, I, I'm trying to remember what the exact like nomenclature was. I found it on like IMDb, but it was like, it was not since Michaud that somebody had been able to do it so effectively. And then hmm. they were able to like sell out in like t- the 22 theaters they were in. Yeah. 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 Um, but like, I was just reading about it earlier today and they can, they connected it directly back to him. And well, I was that, like, that is very true. Cause yeah. Oscar Michelle definitely circumvented, you know, yeah. he had no system that, at, at his time. Yeah. He, he was his, his own system. And they, they won an award for it. So it was like, yeah. And, and <laughs> there you go. And William Packer, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this was like one of the first movies he produced, but he's gone on. I was about to say, this is an early production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's gone on to produce, you know, thing like a man too and mm-hmm. uh, a, a ton of other movies yes uh, i don't know how much he talks about twa anymore i you know uh i'm sure he got a post in his house somewhere <laughs> right 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 i'm sure i'm sure there's a twa like you know carpet you know <laughs> lining his basement you know where it's, the kids it's like a twa altar it's a twalter <laughs> <laughs> see y'all are new to this this has been a week of Vincent puns <laughs> all, all, all week. Um, so this was the the choice, not so much of of Tim Marie, because I, if I understand correctly, Daryl may have roped you in on this. Uh, yep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Daryl, what have you to say of toi? Um, what are your twats? What are my twats? <laughs> um, you know. I was interested in seeing this movie because, uh, especially uh, in black cinema, there's a lot of sex negativity that mm-hmm. tends to pop up when it comes to, you know, um, underrepresented sexual acts and ways of being. Right? Um, mm. I thought that you were going to run into the regular trope of the, you know, uh, duplicitous bisexual, right? And um, you know, uh, a, a home wrecker, right? Like I thought we were going to, mm-hmm. and I, and I was looking forward to that. I, that's why I was like, oh, Timmer, watch it. Let's watch it so we can talk about how this shit is, you know, terrible. <laughs> that was missing from the movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In lieu of that, they threw in everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, the first hour. Of the movie, you're just kind of like, all right, here it goes. Okay, the, yeah. the 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 actual sex scene is not very erotic. No, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, shadows of butts. That's it. Are they butts? There was a <laughs> leg on a shoulder. Yo, it was funny uh, um, when when Gretchen, right? When yes, she was kissing on uh, Eric's. Uh, is that his name, Eric? Um, Jermaine. Jermaine, yeah, yeah. sure. He's kissing on the shoulder. We thought it was a butt. We was like, okay. Right <laughs> <laughs> in there. No. Like, all right. Oh, no, that's a shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. And then uh, once they get that, once they get the title of the movie out the way, 
then man who boy yeah uh, yeah it's a whodunit it's a literal <laughs> right right it is it is with a plot twist that people won't see coming you, you cannot have seen that coming i oh man i can't wait to uh force my friends over to my house <laughs> <laughs> with barbecue and liquor and then put this movie on and put on twat yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely right yo <laughs> but yeah I'm su- surprising uh surprised at uh how entertaining it was you know um when they do the real critical thing of like was the acting superb was the writing good <laughs> no nobody should yeah no. yeah that's why you yeah. should be full of barbecue and lick before you start watching the movie, but right. boy, who boy, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> what about you, too, Tim Marie? What are your initial thoughts on the the twining? I'm a huge fan of the genre of erotic thriller. I feel like there's not enough of them, quite frankly. Mm. Um, mm. I like made Daryl watch Deep Water like literally yesterday. Oh, wow, okay. I think I've seen Deep Water. What? Uh, it's Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. Like it, it just came out. Um, but it's like it's. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about Open Water. Okay, yeah. Right, there's right. a bunch of the movies that have like very very similar titles. It's like Hello. which Open Water is not that sexy. <laughs> it's not sexy at all. Like, no. Deep Ocean. Yeah, there's just a bunch of movies. Uh, but yeah, like I'm a huge fan of that as a genre because like I love. Um, you know, like some people will say like the sex scene needs to forward the plot. No, the sex scene can just be because people have sex. Like, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know, like that's mm-hmm. a completely reasonable uh justification yeah. <laughs> to include it. Or because all, all, of, all of your actors are attractive. Like that's a yeah. perfectly good reason. I didn't do all them sit-ups to keep a shirt on. Yeah. Like right. yeah. I mean, we know this to be a fact. Like if you see, you know, like Henry Cavill has his shirt off for like pretty much all of justice league for a reason you know like, yes, he does so i i just really appreciate it when they're like just let's be grown up about this we're watching this movie so we can see these hot people get naked in like this torrid affair um and then i expected it to be just that mm-hmm. and then there's always like some sort of nonsense right right, right. but i was like oh and then oh, and then <laughs> it just kept happening I know, I know. It, it, it's very true because I think the reason why this film like is as successful as it was at the time, it's like you said, there's not a lot of erotic thrillers. And to speaking to you know African American films, there are even less erotic thrillers in that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you know, already so it's a taboo subject, menage a trois. Um it's beautiful black people, you know, like, okay, I'm signing on because going in, you don't know that it's the thriller. So you're just thinking, right. You know, <laughs> you're, just, you're, right. you're seeing, you're just, it's Miss, it's wasn't she Miss America, Miss Universe, Kenya Moore? She was Miss something. Yeah, she, she was something. Right. Miss USA or woman. Yeah. And she's a beautiful, look, I ain't even going to front. Yeah. I saw this movie in the theaters and I saw it because of oh, Kenya yeah. Moore. Yo, man! <laughs> I saw it because of Kenya Moore. I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> okay." I did Kenya Moore sans bathing suit. I'm there. I was yes. high in 2000. I was there. But then, to, like you say, Tim Marie, this the scene happens, and you can argue about you know how erotic the scene is or not. You know that the that speaks to the level of craft in the film. Right. 
but the story goes totally left from there. And I'm like, like you said, my mouth was open for most of the <laughs> second half of that movie. No, because because it it kind of sets you up. Like you 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 mentioned you're going in thinking that. You know, okay, there's probably going to be some home wrecker in this situation. Right. And it kind of sets you up for that, mm-hmm. but then it twists it. And now all of a sudden you're supposed to feel sympathetic for the home wrecker because of because she's wrecking homes, but she's wrecking the it's not the home you thought she was wrecking. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm like, whoa, I'm like, where where's what is happening with this movie? This is really strange. And then horror happens in the boardroom and i'm like what the hell happened because we talked about it. we already led with it you know there are maggots on the table maggot lunch <laughs> so there's there's this concept of like the smartest dumb movie and the dumbest smart movies you know like movies that are insistent upon how smart they are and then they're actually quite stupid like i love atomic blonde but it's insistent that it's smart and it's not no you know and then this one is when we start out we're like was this written by like college kids because <laughs> they were like he's on the big case and they have no <laughs> details about how long yes <laughs> and it literally just walks in it's like yo i heard a rumor you're on the big case i'll tell you about it later <laughs> <laughs> so it, like it it definitely presents as a dumb movie which is great like i i love i love that and then it was like oh oh you know like it turned out to like there were a lot of plot holes we were like this is hilarious like how would how would anyone have gotten this video and like is she a time traveler and we had all these questions <laughs> and then it was like right oh, no right. you thought this entire thing through this is secret oh you're secretly smart <laughs> <laughs> right actually that that's actually one of my hobbies when we watch these movies i like to watch the movies that you can tell they didn't have any type of consultant at all. Mm-hmm. It's like the Tyler Perry thing where he depicts lawyers or architects or engineers or some type of profession <laughs> that he never actually talked to anyone in the profession. <laughs> very true. Very true. When he comes and he tells them, you, you know, he says he didn't complete the assignment <laughs> and there's a presentation coming up. And I actually said, oh, no, not a presentation. <laughs> We have to be ready for the presentation. And then what I loved about Maggot Lunch before it got to Maggot Lunch is the scene starts after he's finished the presentation. Of course. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a good place to stop the presentation (laughs) because I've done the assignment leading to the big case. Yes. Let's break for lunch. And, and, And who, first of all, Talk about not knowing how lawyer's office works. What lawyer office brings your big client in and breaks for Chinese food? I hope you like Chinese food, which I am ordered. Get the hell out of here. I'm like, but but I do love like I love the fact that it's a it's an erotic thriller that's not that erotic. No. And it's almost like they figure it out an hour in. And they go, well, you know, F it. Let's just, let's just go for it. Like, okay, let's just spitball ideas. And they're like, okay, well, let's put some maggots in. Okay, you know what? I just saw that rerun of the Brady Bunch where the tarantula got loose. <laughs> we should get a snake and put it in the car. 
And then my favorite little, like I love at the end, I knew Kenya Moore was going to end up in the wheelchair. Huh. I was actually yelling at the television, wheelchair, wheelchair, wheelchair. But then when the camera pulls back and she's in an electric wheelchair, because Kenya Moore is not moving them wheels. <laughs> dude, dude. I'm Kenya Moore. I don't do wheels. Yo, first of all, it pulls back to show her sitting and then it cuts to Gary. You know it's supposed to show her in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. And then it cuts to Gary, Jermaine, looking at her. And then it cuts back to her. And she they've taught her how to turn the wheelchair. Turn she can't move the wheelchair. She's just learned how to turn. And then they don't even get a full shot of the wheelchair. <laughs> you just see it turn. And then it goes back to, to Gary. And we watch him looking Apparently, at her leave, we never go back to her. And it just fades to nobody else in the courtroom. <laughs> right. Damn it. Well, a minute. Well, now he's alone. No <laughs> other cases today either. Yeah. <laughs> Be- because ever- of the menage a trois, he's now in the midst of a menage by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just all alone. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. That, that's what you get for wanting sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. You didn't. You you had it, and you wanted more. These are the consequences of your choices. Exactly. Exactly. Well, here's. The, I mean, okay. Plot going on here. <laughs> the movie opens up with Jermaine and Jasmine. I believe is the wife's name. Can you more? And they seemingly are in love because they're they're laughing, they're joking or whatever. She's happy, you know, like, oh, you're going to come home? Because I got on that red number for you, baby. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come on home. So then he comes home, and because she's already told him what she's going to have on, he's primed to go. He's like, yo, I'm with it. Like, no, I, I understand you cook. Like, you know, we can eat that later. You know, we refill later. Let's come. Let's go to the bedroom. And she's like, oh, Jermaine. And they go, walk, <laughs> they go they go into the bedroom. It cuts to the bedroom. And she seems to not be she's, enjoying herself. Yeah. Staring up into space. Yeah. And then it fades to him sleeping and she's staring in the same spot. It's like, were you doing that for 45 minutes? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's, it sets up the fact that, like, they were both not satisfied in their relationship, or at least that was probably what the... Yeah, time. and he had asked her 49 times, Yo. which I thought was a really specific number. He had asked her 49 times to bring someone else into the bedroom. No, I hear you on that, but the thing, my thing is, is that she set it up that I want you. Like, I, I'm going to be here for you. And then he comes home and immediately wants her. Sure. So, if if you're setting up that you want me, you know what I'm bringing to the table, right? You already know we're, we're married. You know, this is not our first date. You know what was happening. And you s- seemingly want it because you're on the phone telling me you're dressed for it. But then you are upset almost immediately from it. Ha- you know of, what I'm saying? None of their conversations made sense to me because it, there was like another point where it's like, completely unprompted they both become real jerks to each other yeah like yeah for no reason other than i assume like we have to go forward with the plot right (laughs) right right. but their interactions with each other are never really 
sensible to me from like the information that I have. Right, right, right. You know, it, it, right, right. And, and that's what, Marie, what you have to remember is that the script is terrible and neither one of them are that good of an actor. So you, you do have to take that into account as well. Ah. <laughs> I've been doing this for almost 300 episodes. <laughs> Dude, I almost, I, I mean, like I would have, I was ready to get up and walk away when it was like um, uh, at the the court when they were in court and it was like, uh, given the fact that you've had a violent history, and the fact that you're poor, yes. as, a, as a ward of the state, right? I was like, who does this? I know. And we're gonna put him in foster care because you're a single mom. Yeah, and 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 he's saying we're going to investigate you but you lead off saying like okay you're a single mom who apparently is not making a, a lot of money and leaves the kid home alone four year old not good you the father you're married but because of your schedule as a baseball player and you seem to have a violent tendency your history yeah your history you you're not a good good fit either but it made no sense because like it, it sounded like he was leaning towards the. That's what I thought. The father, yeah, who is married. So you know, if he's going to be on the road, why can't he stay with the, the, the wife? Yeah, the wife. Like someone would be at home. He's a professional baseball player. They're known to not be poor. <laughs> <laughs> Seems they're professionals. <laughs> they're professionals. Well, and then it's like all the court scenes are like that. They're written by people who apparently have never been never. in a courtroom, and so like. The, the later court scene, it's like it's now between the dad and the mom again. This child has been apparently, I don't know, somewhere in the foster system and now is going to go live with his mother, to which the father replies, damn! <laughs> <laughs> like, why is that the outcome you think that is worst? Why is that the best? What? I should have taken into account that one of the people she had sex with might be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was. This is not to mm, unpack about this movie. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess when we were talking about it, we were like, "Oh, they, the way they set it up is that um, Jermaine set that up, mm -hmm. right? Right, standing outside of the courtroom. Yes, looking smugly, looking smugly, and holding up a pin and moving." <laughs> But they did set up the pin earlier. They did. She I mean, they did. They did. Like Tim Marie said, they had thought it out. Yes. They had thought, you, you know, they the waitress went. calls. because, And then you realize it's sort of like this, at, at the end of the sixth sense where you could try and put together. Like, did anyone actually see Bruce Willis? And then you realize Kenya Moore and his boy have never been in a scene together. Exactly. Yeah? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Trois in the sixth sense. But but he did. <laughs> and Oscar also, Michelle. He also did keep asking, though. That's the thing. Because I was like, are you into Jermaine? Like, because you keep trying to be a right. part of this. Like, are, is that where this is mm -hmm. going? But well, I can just was, take the pictures. Yeah. He was like insistent on being somehow involved. Right. Yeah. So he like yeah. he went to an awful lot of work when 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it seems like an awful lot of work. <laughs> well, I thought that was going to be the plot twist, much like Daryl. I thought I, I knew there there had to be an evil gay. <laughs> like someone is an evil gay. Yeah, and I thought maybe his boy really wanted him. Mm-hmm. Little did I know. Very true. Very true. He really wanted her, but <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know, I, I'll give credit where credit is due. They did have that conversation of how would you. Uh, you're being a hypocrite in wanting your wife to bring another woman in and then being vehemently opposed to her wanting to bring another dude in. Like, mm-hmm. at least yeah. put that conversation. That, that's yeah. true. I, have, I, I do have to say that when that conversation came up, I was like, well, look at you, Twa. <laughs> exactly. I said, look at Twa being surprisingly <laughs> progressive. I know, in 2000 less. Okay, Twa. The one thing was, though, bisexuals definitely existed in the year 2000, but this film does not seem to know about them. Okay. <laughs> that's very true. Except for Gretchen. Oh, Gretchen knows. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, Gretchen, Gretchen knows a lot. Gretchen knows. Yeah. Gretchen knows. Jade. Yeah, Jade. Character. Yes, Jade. Jade, yeah. Jade. She's, uh, and it is funny, like, every scene, it's with her alone. It's like she almost, it's like she just finished having sex. Mm-hmm. Like, every time yes. in the house, she's like, oh, my God, I got to figure out somewhere to put my baby, and then a shirtless dude walks in like, hey, I'm about to go get in the shower. <laughs> the guy from Groove Theory. Is, is that the guy? It's the guy from Groove Theory. He is. He is. Because how random in 2000 is this movie? I only know that because when we were watching that, that is the only time that my lady exclaimed, that's the guy from Groove Theory! <laughs> that's the guy from Groove Theory. Oh, yeah. I was in DC during the Groove Theory moment, and that guy caused a ruckus. Oh, well, well. So they were—he was on brand in here. Walking. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He troubled the water. He was walking around pretty much in the town. In the DMV. Whole yeah. time in Twa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm curious. Um, what did you think of the scenes? You know, the whole setting up of the Menage a Trois. Um, and how that was handled. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! So many things. Like you can't let her know that I paid. Why not? Why right. do you have to lie to her about this? I don't understand. And then it's just like, since when is a thousand dollars a lot to a lawyer? Like well, all of these questions. The big he's got the big case. <laughs> the big case with the PowerPoint. Yeah. But he has to complete the assignments. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Because lawyers only get paid if they complete the assignment. Notably, <laughs> thing we all know about lawyers. Yeah, right. I didn't like that presentation. I'm not going to pay you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there were a lot of like, why? Okay, so it was funny because like, why did you need to lie about it? And then when he slipped up and he's like, and I paid her, and she's like, oh. And he's like, oh no. <laughs> well, okay. And then they immediately move on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's not really a thing. Well, I mean, the, the videotape, the VHS that got delivered oh, yeah. special order to the door. <laughs> Come on, man. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. The, the time capsule, apparently. <laughs> yeah. We were like, did she travel back in time to take that video with a. I was like, it's the 90s. It wasn't a cell phone deal. I know. You need a shoulder-mounted camera. (laughs) Right. You need a crew. (laughs) (laughs) When? And and, and videotape, it zooms in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Never gets out of focus. I mean, there's lighting. 
<laughs> it was real. And we have to catch him when he's having sex in her car so that it's time stamped. Right. <laughs> very true. That is very true. Right. Oh, my goodness. But I... I... <laughs> Yeah. It was also super coercive too, because like she basically wakes up from like a nightmare about her past abuse and then is like, okay, I'll do it because at least you don't beat me, you know? And yeah. then and he's like, are you sure? And I'm sitting there going like, clearly not. She clearly doesn't want to do it, but you've asked 49 times. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to go back to abusive relationships. I just want to be in a coercive one. That's better. Well, but to be to be fair, he doesn't, if I understand correctly, know about the abuse because she ha- is having these dreams, but won't, won't tell, tell him, him what is going on. And then he gets mad because she's dreaming about her ex. <laughs> Well, he, I don't think he notices it. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't but know the dreams. Even, even if he doesn't know about the uh, abusive ex, he has clearly asked repeatedly for a True. thing she has expressed she's not interested in. That's and yes. and holds moral concerns about. Mm-hmm. Like she has like a philosophical opposition to it. Yeah. Um, and he does not seem concerned with the fact that she has not changed her mind on those things. She right. has just relented. Right, which right. to me is like a boner killer. Like I don't want someone to relent. Yeah, yeah. I would like them to be into it, into into <laughs> it, so that they can be, you know, equally participatory in it and and everything like that. I I hear you, but but I'm sorry to keep coming back to this, but that's the reason why I bumped on the moment when the second time she has the the dream of the abuse, and I want to talk about that in a in a quick second. She wakes up and is at that moment, you know, he, to his credit, he wakes up like baby was wrong, you know, each time. And it's at the second time she, it is then after dreaming of the abuse that she tells him, okay, I'll do it. Now at that point, because she woke up, you know, startled, I'm thinking, oh, you're going to tell me what you're dreaming, but no. Not Jermaine. Jermaine immediately goes to, you mean what I think you mean? <laughs> That's right. The script says, yes, I mean what you think I mean. Let's do that. And that's where I, I was like, I guess, yes, I'm looking for a little bit more logic in this script. And I'm listening to you. I'm listening I know to this you. is a moment where Vincent, like, do you know what we were watching? Yes. Right, right. What we were watching. Is this a half hour or 45 minutes before the snake in the car? <laughs> I was like, who works at the zoo? Yeah, like, how do you rent a snake? How much money is that? <laughs> With the maggots, the snake's typical meal? Yeah. Oh, right, right. And did you oh. ju- did you have the snake ready and handy? <laughs> like just waiting for the opportunity? It just dawned on me. So the snake and then conversely the 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 maggots, they weren't done by Jade. No, she no. did none of it. No, that's the plot twist. Yeah. He, when he took his mask off, I thought he was going to say, surprise, bitch. <laughs> yeah, so you find out that it's the guy who actually works in the lawyer's office in this all along. Yeah. I, I, yeah, she I guess, did nothing wrong. She got she did nothing. But the fact is, is that all of the men in this film are villains. Yeah, 
Yes. That's right. Because we just gloss over the fact, like you said, Jermaine doesn't beat his wife, and he doesn't, but he does beat women. Yeah. Yes. Randomly breaks into women's homes and beats yes. them. Beats them up and then leaves. That's what I was going to going to, to mention. In the year 2000, even though there's a little bit of it, I guess looking at this from a 2022 lens, I was surprised at how free there were with showing the violence yes. against women, as opposed to there were definitely like some cutaways when violence was against guys. They had blown their entire budget already on the maggots, so they couldn't show a shotgun mm-hmm. effect. Right? <laughs> like, they couldn't right. Show, there's no money for blood. <laughs> we, there's no squibs but budget. I'm sorry. Just throw some ketchup on them. Uh, but yeah, th- that really like took me out uh, multiple times. Yeah. You're seeing yeah, yeah, yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And kicked. Yes. You know? I, I, that really... That bothered me. I, I'm not... Yeah, it, it's not good. No. And it's like it's it, one of the pieces of this film that is like actually quite regrettable because like it's it's not difficult to imply that something horrible has happened without making us all watch it mm-hmm. and like potentially hurting someone who's experienced something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's right. You know, like I one of the things that people point to, like Mad Max Fury Road implies yes. what has happened to all of the women without making you endure right. it no. as as part you know like you're if you're a good enough writer you can tell that they're a villain mm-hmm. <laughs> without watching it mm-hmm. yeah right right yeah here's the thing george miller is a better filmmaker than anyone involved with this film <laughs> well, i just think it's worth mentioning <laughs> That, that, that's the pull quote for Twa, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. There you go. <laughs> Twa, not as good as Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to say that. Yeah. 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 yeah I got I to land on that. Um, what did we think? I mean, we've lost around it a little bit, but okay. No, I want to go here. What is wrong? Why is the. Why is this erotic thriller not erotic? Um, why is it not erotic? Because uh, there's no eroticism, mm. right? Like there's nothing like the 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 one sex scene is shot terribly. Yeah, right. Like you know, they they, they no one holds hands in the entire movie. There are there are few embraces. There's no intimacy. Yeah, there's no intimacy uh, there. Um, they, there is that one sneak of the two girls kissing at the club, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave my card here in case I want to put some dick in you at evening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was the true hero of the film. <laughs> that was the most realistic person in the film. Right. And there's implicit <laughs> consent. You know, there's consent all around. Look, if you guys want me here, I'm here for you. I gotta if you don't, I'm going to go over on the other side of the club. Pretty much. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting you all night. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't... Yeah, I guess I didn't anticipate... It's not... I didn't walk into that movie expecting some, like, gratuitous sex scene. Mm. But, like, yeah, it was... It wasn't even, like... Cinemax level 
Well, I actually was expecting gratuity, especially in 2000 when I went to see it. And there isn't. It's not gratuitous. I was shocked because, like, I also read that they had to edit things out to get it down to an R rating. Yeah. So you from an NC-17. And I was like, but I mean, this very easily could have been like PG-13, quite frankly. Right. Right. 2022 probably might be. It probably showed uh, women receiving pleasure. Uh, that mm. tends to get a yeah. big strike from the MPAA, but they 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 do imply it in this in this mm-hmm. film. There it's is a implied, scene, but like mm-hmm. the, what scene would they have to pull? Right, like what would it? Right, I mean, there's a scene where his face is in between her legs. She's like hanging. He's her legs are wrapped around his neck. Yeah, well, her shoulders, her knees are on his shoulders. That's not his head between her legs, but but I see what you. Let's see what you see. You know, here's the thing. A, a, a look at how the sausage is made, ladies and gentlemen. We weren't sure we were going to be able to watch because <laughs> yeah. it's not readily available. Mm-mm. We were thwarted. Yeah, we were thwarted. However, we were thwarted. to the rescue came a longtime fan of the show, Dexter Jones. I, I, look, hey, easy. Why don't no, you no. just say a longtime missionary? We supposed to be putting this government out there like that? Well, I mean, he was—he had a copy of of the movie that he was able to lend us. Well, I guess I. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I, mean, I know what to do, Vincent. Calm down. Okay, all right. And he doesn't mind. He, I mean, that's how he works on the internet. He, he works under his government. So, anyway, Dexter got us a copy of the movie to so that we could all review it. But that was actually later in the evening yesterday. So we went in. Most of the day, thinking we were going to have to review Twa Two, Pandora's Box, <laughs> Pandora's Box, which I had watched about seventy five percent of oh. <laughs> at the time, and I got the notification from Dexter. So things are running wow. like all over in my head. Ah, yes, I see. I'm like, Kenya Moore? No, that was Mia Calhoun. Uh, was that Gary Dornett? No, that was Michael Jai White. I'm like, so I'm all over the place right now. And um, if you think this movie is something, I I was saying I cannot wait. <laughs> I, I I literally I'm so happy that that is readily available to stream. Oh, it's I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. It's on Prime, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby. It's on Prime, baby. So yeah, this Twa two, <laughs> Pandora's box, and then there's Twa three, the escort. Come on, man. <laughs> yes. Wait, I thought. I thought that was Twa presents the escort. No, I think it's Twa three. Because Twa is now a brand. <laughs> I think the Twaniverse. <laughs> oh, we need Samuel Jackson, and we could connect this to the Marvel universe. I put pull it all together. <laughs> like Robert Downey Jr. shows up at the end talking about the Avengers Initiative, but he's naked. <laughs> He's got a snake in his armor. <laughs> oh, does he? That's the story. is. Anyway, um, oh god, where where are we going? I don't even know where to go. To go with us. I'm, I'm I'm kicking bots out of the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, I'm trying to stay on top of that. Um, what else? What else do you got to say about Twa Vincent? I think. It is it it is notable for scratching that itch of the black erotic thriller in two thousand 
that you do see more of I mean, I think that goes without saying. Like, I don't even think that's up for debate. Like, we talked about the money that it's made. We talked about the fact that it has become this name brand, Mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. Like, like it really did fill this hole, pardon the pun. Well, I don't know about that because this movie comes out in 2000. Right. Quad 2, Pandora's Box. We use full titles here on the Michelle Mission. Gotcha. Please save the baby. (laughs) Does not come out until until 2012. What? Yeah. There's 12 years between Quas? I thought it was like 2004. I thought I saw that it was 2000 and... Oh, you're right. 2002. And what comes out 2012? 2004 was the third one. They were like boom, 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 actually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't know what I was looking at in 2012. Maybe it was the twining. I don't know. Um... But I don't know if it really scratches the itch of the the black erotic thriller. Like I, I'm a sucker for it. I think it did thriller. at the time. I think it's, it's... yeah, at the time. Well, but okay, but it, it, I'm still you saying okay, but they itching. made three of them. I'm still itching. I, I'm they sorry. made three twas. I feel like that's they made... that's also the nature of the erotic thriller, right? Like there's not a whole lot of a lot. Like I enjoy them, but at the end of them, I'm I'm still sort of hungry right like that's kind of the point and like try to think of like what are what are the big erotic thrillers that like really made all the money and it's like fatal attraction and like basic instinct and and those kind of things i don't leave those feeling like those are the greatest films of all time <laughs> you know it's and it's and it's like it, no. if anything the point of watching them is that i remember how much i like having sex mm. and remember like the early stages of dating where you're like turned on by parts you haven't seen yet and when you're Mm. young and it's just like everything is like exploratory and the world is open and like i think to go back to like deep water from watching last night like the thing that i thought both of um like an erotic thriller does well is just like making mundane things suddenly very exciting right you know and so like there's none of them ever wrap up where i'm i'm just like yeah that's definitely a movie i need to watch a bunch of times twa however i was like i need to watch this a bunch of times and force other people to do it also because like this is a ride it is it is a ride this is gonna be my room oh this is the room really my the room like i i've been you know at someone's house now you gotta watch this terrible movie (laughs) <laughs> and both me and my wife watched it, and then we looked at them like, "Why did you make me do this mm-hmm. for the room?" Uh, I'm going to be doing this to people for toi. I can, I can, I, I can see that. Miss um, Bakiba in, in the chat asked whether or not was this also when the Zane books became popular. Um, That's a good question. It's around that time Zane Publishing actually. Yeah, I think it's about yeah first established in 1995 mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. hard to imagine that you know five years five seven years later that that's when it really starts to pop and and zane really becomes a thing in the in, in the zeitgeist so that's a good uh good pull there uh miss mckeeva so i like that um brief brief 517 says 360 360- 365 days. Watch this movie on a loop. I, I don't know about that. Uh, but about that, someone asked a question: Is Angel Heart with Lisa Bonet would that be considered an erotic thriller? Oh man, uh, 
I haven't because it's like supernatural though. I haven't watched that in so long. I just remember yeah. there being like sexy scenes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how erotic, you know. Like I don't. I, I'm not. I, I'm trying to think if there actually is any like sex in it. It's like sexy, but not. And there's an atmosphere to it. I definitely just right. like some nudity. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa Bonet is definitely naked. Because Mr. Cosby had problems right. with that. Right, right, right. Um, An 18 year old Vince investigated that quite closely. I was on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal back then. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, shout out to someone who we just recently lost. When I my mind goes to an erotic thriller, I think of a movie actually from the 80s. Um, Body Heat, which mm. starred a very yeah. Kathleen Turner and William Hurt, who mm. just recently passed away. Mm-hmm. That is a movie that is sexy, uh, atmospheric, um, but is a great mystery. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen it. I, I oh. Yeah, you should check out that movie. Mm-hmm. And that's the movie that made like... Um, Kathleen Turner, if you know her primarily from like the Romancing the Stone movies or some of the older films, that's the movie that made her a star. Mm-hmm. That's the movie that made her like the sex symbol, this Sharon Stone, if you mm-hmm. will, of mm-hmm. her day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's where I think of, but that's me being old. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tim Marie's like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I just I haven't seen that I mean, one. Yeah, I, I remember being at video store as a teenager and the, uh, um, and you know, uh, spending too much time walking by the erotic thrillers <laughs> on right. the Nintendo sixty four games. Uh, I never made it to the Nintendo sixty four games. Oh, yeah, no, I, that was all I could get. It was like, hey, what you doing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, see, you didn't grow up in the days where if there was like a uh, like a young 25, 26 year old behind the local mom and pop video store. They would just get to know you. It was like, I ain't go ahead. Don't tell nobody. No. Go behind the beef. <laughs> right. Behind the beef, man. For real. All right. So um, <laughs> before we wrap this up, Daryl Charles, Tim Marie, I think you've, I, you've already, I may be burying the lead. Would you recommend that people watch Twa? Of course, but again, you I have to you have to preface it with watch this movie so you can laugh and have a good time. Uh, don't don't yeah don't don't uh, don't show up with your thespian glasses. <laughs> right. No, notice we're not we're not picking on any of the acting in this because it is what it is. What about you, Timmy? Yeah, same. I think this is a. Uh... I would I would file this under a party movie. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this would be a good party movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you oh, yeah. can leave the room for like several minutes and come back and like you might miss a crazy big plot point. You might not. That's <laughs> like, very true. Calling me at five ninety nine in the morning. That's my favorite part. <laughs> I did. I thought that, was, I thought that, that was a dope line. I, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like. We start making that a thing when it's like almost a time. Yeah. <laughs> and you say that it's five ninety nine. That was that. Was, I was like, okay, look at you, Twan with a script. Okay. Um, oh, man. oh my god. Uh, what about you, Vincent? Would you recommend that people watch Twan? We'll be three for three. I, I think this is a, and, and I think you have to trust the movie. 
mm-hmm. because it's a bad movie for about 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost, almost like almost completely an hour. It's a bad movie that you can chuckle at, mm-hmm. but then it becomes the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> All of a sudden, Sid's like it really does. Him. Yeah, it is. It it just takes a hard left, mm-hmm. and it becomes amazing. Yeah, I think I'm going to be four for four on this, and it's really primarily for the fun factor of it. it it's um, you know, it's just a goofy, <laughs> goofy movie. And 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 let me say. Having watched seventy five percent of Twa Two Pandora's Box, the fun stops here at Twa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they took themselves too seriously. Uh, well, you know, I'll find out on my own. <laughs> find out on your own. Find out on your own. What I what I'll say, if you're a fan of Michael Jai White, you know, of uh, Black Dynamite fame. He is a man who I appreciate because he always seems to know what movie he's in, <laughs> regardless of what everybody else is doing, right? So he's fine. But Mia Calhoun is the Monica. Monica from Soul Food. It's a, Mo- Monica Calhoun. Monica, so, Monica Calhoun. Not from Soul Food. She's from um, The Best Man, the, yes. primarily. That's where most people know her. And also Gang of Roses. I forgot she's in Gang of Roses. That's true. Um, she's taking herself very seriously in that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, 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 in Gang of Roses, as well as in Twa 2, Pandora's Box, Monica Calhoun believes that she's in The Best Man 3. She's <laughs> not. You can't tell her that, and that's to the detriment of the movie, mm. unfortunately. But, you know, like I said, there's Michael Jai White. There's a Joey Lawrence sighting. In this whoa. <laughs> whoa. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, you can turn it on for five minutes. You'll get your Joey Lawrence fill. And 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 mind you, once you've seen him, you won't see him any different in the film. So don't think that you know, is he? No, he's not. He's not twining uh, in this movie. No. Uh, no. That's a twin. He, he's not <laughs> even the hottest of the Lawrence brothers. That's fine. He's not who I don't know. No, he's got a younger brother uh who was in like did you ever see The Hot Girl? It's a Rob Schneider movie, so it's okay if he didn't. Oh boy, yeah. But it's an early um Rachel uh God, what is her name? She was in the notebook. Um oh um the notebook the, is the mean girls, that chick. Uh Adams? Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um and Anna Ferris is in it. Um, but yeah, Joey Lawrence has a younger brother who is much cuter than he is. All right. Yeah. All right. There you go. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Go get your whole friend group together and sit down and watch Twa One. Just Twa One. <laughs> Do that. Make make that happen. Um, right, who get this? Uh, Janelle Jane from the TV series Abbott Elementary has a podcast where she reviews. Erotic thrillers. Whoa. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, we're not promoting other podcasts here, but that's um <laughs> except one. And that is the DTF Fun Hour, ladies and gentlemen, with Daryl Charles and Tim Marie, available where good podcasts be, which is everywhere. 
go and check them check them out the show is it weekly or mostly 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 <laughs> yeah they get it out there okay yeah they get it out there um i am well you know i was a fan of the fun hour live show i can't wait for it to return same yeah it should be fun uh yeah yeah i, I can't wait but i i am so happy that you have turned it into a podcast you two are have big fun and you learn something but you're still silly you know and you have a great time with it it's so dope i i'm i'm really enjoying it thank you, thank you. that's uh, really nice thanks appreciate it ah, you're very welcome okie dokie um all right before we tell you what we're going to be reviewing next week, ladies and gentlemen, I invite you, and, and you want to tune in next week, uh, believe me, uh, I invite you to send us all of your thoughts, your concerns, email us at mission at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at gmail.com. But hey, if you want Vince and I to check you out and really get up close and personal with us, why don't you leave us the voicemail? And the Michelle Mission voicemail Call 215-867-9666 and tell Vincent and Len what's on your mind. Operators are standing by. The show mission is also on all of your social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Show Mission. Subscribe on YouTube and Twitch at Show Mission who is a proud member of the Podglomerate Podcast Network, thepodglomerate.com. We make podcasts work. And if you like the show mission and you want to really help us, the best way that you can help us, ladies and gentlemen, and I mean this sincerely, is give us five stars and a rating and a review on Spotify and Apple, because that's the way that people uh, find our show. The more reviews we get, the more stars we get, the higher we rise in those platforms, algorithms, and people are able to find our little show. And we really appreciate it each and every one of you that does that, even our international listeners. Absolutely. And you can also check out swag on michellemission.com to check out all of our cool designs and gifts via our good friends at Public, including our Six Degrees of Derville designs, which have been popping off the chains, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Actually, we got more than a few sales this this week, Vince, so it's going very... All right. All right. All right. Coming, because that helps us keep the show free for you all right next week on the michelle mission the road to 300 we're in the final stretch vince all right episode 295 all right here we go i know right and next week um a lot of people have been asking us to review documentaries well we yes you know like we said we're, we're breaking out the the big boys here in, in, on this road to 300 so I went to a documentary, one of my favorite documentaries of all time, and that is from the year of 1996, and our very special guest will be Bobby Booker of the Philadelphia Tribune and WRTI to help us review When We Were Kings, the nice. of George Foreman's epic battle against the late, great Muhammad Ali. Ali Bumbaye. Come for Muhammad Ali, stay for Don King. <laughs> and James Brown. James Brown. There's a James Brown mm-hmm. as well. All right. Um, and where can people reach you if they want to get in contact with you guys or uh, be down with the DTF experience? 
Uh, yeah, you can find uh, DTF Daryl Timory Fun Hour on all of all of the places. Uh, we also are both on the Facebooks and the and the Twitters, etc. You can find more about me at drtimory.com. So that's D-R-T-I-M-A-R-E-E. And you can find articles like the things we talk about on DTF. You can find my articles for Philly Weekly. You can find my upcoming events. I have a lot of burlesque-related events, mm-hmm. including one that's coming up uh, April 10th at Frankie Bradley's called Get You a Babe Who Can Do Both. And it is a mixture of TED Talks and burlesque. Oh, really? So burlesque your nice. TED Talk and then do a striptease. Whoa. Yeah. And it's amazing. And we have an incredible cast for this next one. Uh, so you can find out more on my website or also just frankiebradleys.com for that one. Oh, pretty dope. What about you, uh, Daryl? You can <clears throat> you can find me uh, on, on the social meds and whatnot, but uh, DarylComedy.com is my website. You can uh, look at my calendar, see where I will be. Um, in fact, uh, as far as I know, um, <laughs> this Thursday, <laughs> Friday and Saturday, I will be at the Punchline Philly. So Get out of uh, here! Yeah, you can come hang out with your boy. Watch me tell some jokes. Nice. Next brand new hour I'm working. So, uh, yeah, onward. Oh my yeah. god. Well, you know what? I have just officially changed my Thursday plans. I am coming to the Punchline to check hey, you out, man. Look at that. Yes. Cool. Come yeah. on, hang out with my man, Daryl. Look at that. You get to meet Len. <laughs> there you go. You're the Punchline. Easy. Yeah. Yes, meet me. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. Um, the, oh, the bots just keep coming. It, it looks like we're having they're having fun on on our on our streams, but it's all good. All right, right, right. We have to get out of here. I think we've covered everything, Vincent. We have. All right, all right. Then let's get out of here. Uh, thank you to our bartender Khadijah Woo. for the delicious sangria. Um, feel free to show up every every uh, Tuesday so that we can <laughs> have some more sangria, honey. Appreciate it. Oh, I, don't, wow. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. But I can try. You and- will be Sanskria. <laughs> <laughs> that was for the road, Lynn. That was just for the road. I appreciate it. All right, we got to get out of here. Um, as always, he's Vincent. I'm Lynn. And in parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again. Bye.